and welcome to Scan Talk by GS1 Ireland, the stories, the people and the standards transforming our daily lives. My name is Vanilla Malone, Digital Marketing Manager at GS1 Ireland, and today on the programme I'm joined by Vivian Gleeson. So welcome to the show, Vivian. Hi, Vanilla. Delighted to be here. Thank Hi. you for inviting me. Thanks so much for coming on. Vivian, you are a woman with many hats. You're a PR consultant, a business mentor, an event manager. Tell us a little bit more about what you do. Yes, uh, many hats. I come from, originally my background is um, my parents had a pub in Dublin, in Irish town. Um, Mm. My sister now runs that, but I essentially, I think that's where I learned everything in life, was behind that bar. But also as a kid growing up in a family um, where, you know, it's a pub business, so it's 24-7. So my dad, my parents always worked. So my mom did the books that physically worked behind the bar in the kitchen everywhere. And as a kid, you have different roles when you're younger, you're taking in the glasses, you know, and experiencing the life of bar in the 80s, I'm going to say, when I was really, 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 really young. Mm. Um, And then... You know, the different trends that you see, you know, we did a refurbishment in the 90s and you could see or early 2000 maybe. And just the difference in what people, their drinking habits and, you know, the days when you could just open the door and people come in to when you had to seek them to come in. You know? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you kind yes. of saw that the trends and the ups and downs over yeah. that whole time. Yeah. Bringing food into the pub, you know, days where it was, you know, I remember smoking around the counter, you know. I know. Ashtrays God, it like that's <laughs> it's so hard to even believe now, isn't it? Yeah, that like I know. used to be you go into a pub and you just be like a wall of smoke. <laughs> yeah. Imagine working though and you come home. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, my hair. Um, I won't say how old I was allowed to work behind the bar. <laughs> I think it's illegal now. But I loved um I yeah, you always wanted to be able to be behind the bar serving the Guinness but you know I obviously I was at the age where I was allowed to do it and I loved that I loved serving the pints especially on match days because we were we're located near the Aviva Stadium okay and right you had your regulars that came in and then you know if the French were playing or the Welsh the Welsh would sing their lungs out their hearts out and you know the French would come in and you, they'd be all having banter with the locals and it was just I just loved that hospitality, that that feeling that everyone was having a good time. You're serving really good pints of Guinness, creamy Guinness. And then, you know, they're off at the match. You watch the match and then they come back afterwards, happy, elated or whichever. But everyone yeah. got on, you know, and it's just I just love that community vibe as well. Growing up in a local pub business, you get to know the community and, you know, everyone sure, helps yeah. each other. Yeah. And I just just always loved it. And. Whether I was up in the office with my mom watching my mom do the books, you know, upstairs then in the little sitting room opposite the office and you'd hear the murmur downstairs of people chatting over a drink and the clinking of glasses. And then you'd hear the odd burst of laughter. I just, I just loved it. And I think for me, when I go into somewhere like Kyo's or Donahue's or, you know, the old school pubs, that brings me back to that yeah, time. I I'm love sure. that little snug. Yeah. So I think that's where you learn everything about people and you meet so many different types of people, whether they're coming in as a, um, your friends, the locals that come in or someone off the street. They've you know heard about it mm. and they're new, they're visiting and they stumbled across the, 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 the pub and you just learn about people. You never know what's happening in, in a person's day. So um, I suppose that's where my love, my grow for hospitality really started. And I didn't know I'd end up in PR or 
what I'm doing now, but um, I'd always wanted to kind of work in hospitality. My dream job as I got older was like Francis Brennan. <laughs> I really accepted like the TV. <laughs> but I wanted to go in and help other businesses. Yeah. Like the one that I had grown, and all the little tips that you could do to bring in customers or revamp the premises a bit. Or, you know, I know my sister did a big overhaul of the kitchen at one time when my dad was, um, he was actually in hospital at the time. So it was an opportunity actually to get changed on. And, you know, yeah. within six months, the turnout, it had, the food business had increased 50%, you know, and it was just, it's learning that development and how you talk about it and how you promote it. And even though I wasn't in PR at that stage, it's mm. just the savviness of, you know, you have to listen to your customer. You have to know what they yeah. want, the trends, what's happening. I mean, you couldn't get a better business education than be, than growing up in a family pub, could you? So you're no, seeing, like really, seeing all sides of it, yeah. Yeah, and I think I think it's something I'd love, um, you know, if everyone had had the opportunity to work in service, you know, mm. um, as a teenager or whichever, it just, it you learn a lot about the world. You learn about different different people and different ways to manage a situation you know Mm. there's so many situations I won't go into now that were so bizarre so funny so shocking so sad Mm. you know after the pub is a place where someone comes in and something um you know something monumental has happened in their life whether it's the birth of a baby or the death of a friend or a family member they come in for a celebratory drink or a drink to just the shock you know yeah all walks of life yeah and you're meeting about that you're you're the first port of call you know they come in so you know it's important to establish the eye contact and make sure whoever's coming into your premises you know they're welcomed they're shown to the seat or they know they're not ignored you know you just they're the Mm. basics so I suppose yeah I always had an interest so then um I think for me, I, you know you get older you don't know what you want to do you've gone up with a business Mm. your family I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I, I, I started marketing in college, but I, I didn't. I, I kind of liked law and I liked I liked different aspects. So I, I went to France actually for a time out and I stayed there for almost a year. And I worked in a bar actually over there in a campsite. And mm. it was so funny because the French serve one person at a time or one drink at a time and one person at a time. Yeah. And I was, I'd be taking rounds. Totally different <laughs> culture. So, yeah, so all the Irish people would come up to me in the, in the cafe and go, here, Viv, can I have whatever? And I'd serve it all together. And the French was like, oh, my God, she serves all the drinks all together. So that kind of thing. And it was just fun. And then I came back and I went, no, look, I have to figure out what I'm doing. So when I came back home, um, I went, there was a course in Fatim for PR. And that's when I said, look, I'll go for this. I was a bit older, 25, 26. And I was, you know, got a placement. And then when I got the placement after the three months or the six months, I can't remember, I... That's how it started. That's where my PR, you know, all those years ago, 2005, I think it is. So maybe it's nearly 20 years now. So Um, maybe you could explain, because, you know, some people find it difficult to kind of just to uh, differentiate between PR, advertising, marketing, digital. Maybe tell us a little bit about what exactly PR is and how it can um, maybe help uh, small, medium businesses. Yeah. PR is often the one that people kind of don't really know what it is. Um, mm. I often get asked, what is PR? Public relations. So mm. even to say PR is public relations, so it is the relations with your publics, essentially. It's a two-way yeah. communication. 
Um, so you're listening, you're hearing and you're responding, you're communicating, but you're also hearing and you're engaging. Mm. Um, the difference then often when I get asked, what's the difference in PR and advertising? So PR is all about how you spread the information about your business through third parties. So, you know, whether that is the media through, you know, by way of getting into a magazine mm. or maybe you do a TV interview or radio interview or print article in the newspaper, or blog even. PR helps you shape the perception of your brand and talk about your brand, right? Um, yeah. And you're talking, it's kind of building the reputation here. It's long-term and keeping consistent with that is all the better. So it's the longevity of PR as well compared to advertising, which is a form of paid media mm. where you pay for, you know, your ad in front of the newspaper, run front page of the newspaper or in the magazine, um, it's a great way to get in front of an audience. And obviously, when you're scrolling through your social media to get an ad placed there to your audience, but it can be costly. And, you know, it is a one way communication. You're not interacting with your audience. You're letting them know here's an offer, here's on sale, call now. Mm. You know, that's it. Whereas PR, it's you're giving, you know, if it's a blog, you're giving them information about something, you're talking about an experience. Um, you're able to, you know, PR tool would be a competition, running a competition. Mm. So if you have a food product or a service that you want to talk about to promote your business and your product and offering something to your audience as well. Yeah. And then they can interact. And to make it more interactive, you ask a question maybe, or you ask them to tag a friend that you would, you would like to share this experience with. So mm. that's the power of PR um, and I think, you know, I always like to, um, you know, <laughs> look at all the big guys, what they're talking about. So like Richard Branson, you know, a good story, good PR story is definitely better than a front page ad. You know, mm. you, you get more out of that. You hear the story behind the maker of the product or the service, but the person behind the service, you're more engaged. You're more likely to buy from that person because you know their story, what, what it took to get them there and the work they put into it. So and that's yeah. kind of your specialty area, isn't it? Kind of uh, teaching small businesses and medium businesses how to tell their own stories. Yeah, and I spend a lot of time now. Um, I you did start with the saying I have many hats. One of my hats is mentoring. So when mm. I worked, in, I got into PR agency. I started working with a lot of you know big, medium, small brands. So you know the bigger ones globally, United Airlines, um. You know, I worked with eBay way back in the day and, you know, I did a package there. Remember Capital D was on Dublin RT um, TV. It was about Dublin businesses and highlighting them. And so we got three eBay, um, the top sellers in Dublin, and we did a feature. Wow. And they took it. Yeah, so it was yeah. good because I wanted to find out who are the top eBay sellers in Dublin. It's an interesting business story for Dublin. Let's go to the juices. And they liked it. So, you know, that was editorial coverage, not paid for of the eBay sellers talking about their story, how they yeah. got there, why they're selling this and how you can find them on eBay. So it's brilliant. So I've worked with all those um, bigger clients and they all have a story. They've, you know, big budgets, you know, you can find, you'd be clever with it though, right? So mm. they would have paid thousands and thousands for that advertising. But I also saw the smaller businesses I worked with and, you know, they wouldn't have the budgets like these big giants. Of course, yeah. That. And that's an area that I thought, God, I'd really love to help them in a way to empower them mm. and to brief a PR agency to to kind of make it more strategic for them that they're not wasting money 
coming to a PR company, not really knowing what they want. That's half the money goes on that then because they're trying to tease out their key messages with the PR person or yeah. the agency. So I just saw a gap. I just saw a gap there. I was like, how do I do this? How do I, how do I still do PR, but you know, more helping the business owner do their own PR? And that's where the mentoring came in. So it's helping business owners. Everyone has a story. You're right, Vanilla. Everyone has a story. Um, mm. the most um, ordinary people have extraordinary stories and mm. it's something that may not seem big to you as the producer or the person that's crafting the product or whatever it is to other people and mm. there's a really good if people out there want to listen to a really good interview on radio and listen back Bobby Kerr interviewed Chupi Sweetman or Sweet yes yeah, yeah. Um, jewelry designer yeah yes okay on his executive interview slot and his show I think it was back a year or so ago it was really interesting to hear her talk about what the effect COVID had on her business she's due to go to New York um in 2020 to in March 2020 to open a store on Fifth Avenue I think it was like incredible Mm, story of dreams amazing yeah but then COVID happens. So what happens? You know, you have to refigure. And that's this is where we saw digital marketing and social media really play a part and everyone get online. And in fairness, the local enterprise offices set up trading online vouchers for businesses. If you have not heard about this, to all the businesses out there, do get in touch with their local enterprise office to find out about the funding available. Mm. So there was up to 50% back on the cost of your website. Yes, yeah. To, to revamp your website for e-commerce. So Chippy spoke about, um, you know, her business, how they had to change. I'm not going to use the word pivot, but I just did. <laughs> so how they had to change with the times. And I think she ended up saying, so they focused on selling online the story. She has a great story. If you go and look at her story and how she tells it, it is brilliant. She talks from the heart. It's her journey. And she just said something that really struck with me. And it's so right. It's so true. She said, people don't buy what you do they buy why you do it Mm. so she had created you know the whole story around her jewelry design why she came up with the concept why she was doing it what jewelry means to her you know it's an heirloom pass it on to generations to generations so she had described she had told that story so well that's what people want to know and more and more people I'm hearing it from clients that I mentor now so that's what part of my job is so I do have some PR clients but I also mentor a lot of clients packages where we sit down with the workshop and we go through you know sometimes they can be three hours we sit down and talk about what are you trying to say who are you what's your story Mm. we go through seven steps of how to develop an infectious communications strategy and it's a time to empower the business owner to think about the things that they need to know in order to tell their story what makes it really effective you know, a lot yeah. of business owners say, I can't do that. I, you know, I'm no good. I'm no good at social media. I'm no good at this. But the thing is, that's okay, right? And some yeah. people who are really good at it, find someone who is. The important thing is to know what you're saying and who you're saying it to. And that's yeah. PR. Bottom line is, PR is all about getting your message to the right people at the right, in the right, through the right channel at the right time. That's it. Mm. And consistently. So when you can find that and get the people to help you that you need. So if you are lacking in digital or social media skills, find someone that is. Mm. But before you do know what it is, you're briefing them, you're asking them. So these are my key messages. This is what I'm about. This is my 
personality for my brand mm, what the kind of vision or the yeah. values that your business has yeah yeah and you know I go through them tips what they can do for pure ideas so I mentioned when you know you've different stakeholders publics right so pure public relations so your publics could be okay you've got a number of stakeholders your retailers your customers um well obviously your customers are one retailers your local fellow local, your local community, local businesses. Mm. So let's say your product, your your maker of a product, who are the local hotels in your area or the local retailers or the, you know, if you make an eco product, where's the local eco store? You know, are you talking to them? Are you going into a hotel to say, I do this service. I can help you with your staff with this. Mm. I actually work with the, a company called Trained In and, um, we, I do a lot of training with them and they work with a lot of people in the, for training for in, in um, hospitality, food, drink and hotels particularly and help their train their staff and customer service, PR and marketing. Okay, yeah. yeah. Great and, idea actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Um, especially for retention of staff. And we see yeah. it today, you know, we see it in the news. There's such an issue with getting staff in the hospitality sector. So all of these, that's your publics, you know, who are you speaking to? Um, so it's very important to know who you're speaking to and what you're saying to them. So it's all about if you don't have those skills, find the person that is, but know what mm. it is you're trying to say. Yes, so, yeah. yeah, I suppose. It's- and do you find that maybe Irish people are kind of slightly reluctant to tell their stories or there's a little bit of shyness there or there's a little bit of like oh I don't want to be the I don't want to be the face of the brand I don't want to put myself out there kind of I don't want to seem to have notions like I I find that's kind of a thing in the Irish psyche isn't it it's like oh I'm not too sure about putting myself out there I don't want to be the face of my brand like do you find there's a little bit of a reluctance there among Irish businesses to do that it's just yeah, some are, you know, that's something I tease out with the clients I work with. How do you feel about that? Like, how are you, what's your personality type? Are you someone that doesn't mind having your photo taken? Do you like being in the public eye? Mm. So you have to kind of figure out, is your brand going to include pictures of you, mm. your family? You have to kind of think about those things. If you have young kids, are they going to be in pictures or not? Mm. You've, they're the kind of things you want to talk about. Yes, some clients are like, oh, it'd be terrible. But or nervous, but then when they do a piece, you know, often when I get clients and I'm, you know, I had a client once where they'd never done a, P, a media interview ever before. Mm. Two clients, and their first media interview was on the Late Late Show. <gasps> I wow! Know, was like, oh my God! Like yeah. a, an Irish institution, yeah. everyone and your granny and yeah. your mommy watching. <laughs> yeah, their pitch, and I was like, but you know. We got them. We got what we did was we did media training. I got the right support for them. Um, and I, the people went into the media training on the Friday evening to the Monday, the Friday of the media training to the Monday morning when they had meetings, you know, yeah. to talk about their interview. It's like two, it was like different people. They wow. were two people. Isn't they, that incredible? Yeah. And I work with the med, um, PR agency who do media training, Alice Fior. And uh, I've known Martina, the MD, there for years. We worked together years ago, and I like her style because she does three. She does different formats of interview techniques. So, for PR, and you've got media interviews, um, you know, you might have an interviewee, right? an interviewer that will let you do all the talking. So mm. you'll 
you either can get in all your messages, which is great, or you won't stick to the messages that you want to say. So, you know, I would always encourage to try and get, tell your story, but at the end of the day, name, get, day know what your objective is. So okay. if you're going on a radio station, are you talking about um, a new product you've, you've launched? Are you talking mm. about a new service you've launched? Are you talking about new benefits that you have available? Are you talking about the story of your business? Is it a business interview or is it a consumer style interview? So business style interview, you're going to need to know your facts and figures. You know, mm. how did it all start your business? Did you get investment? You know, have you had, an, you know, what's your experience? Have you had staff issues? You know, how have you walked that type, you know, how have you walked the walk during COVID? How have you managed that? Yeah. Whereas if it was a softer one, let's say you're a food producer on, Ray Darcy, let's say, or you're on um, or something else. You're just talking about your business. You have a fun story behind it, and he's talking about that. Mm. Then you can be a little bit more. You've got more of your story to tell. You memories. You know, I, often I say to, um, especially let's say you've got a cake maker or a baker baker. You know, often I'll say like, what got you into this? Like, why did you start your business? And mm. for some, it's like, oh, when I was younger. I just always liked baking, but I, I try and go that little bit further and say, but well, what was it? What do you remember? What did it invoke? And she's like, I actually with my grannies and, you know, in the kitchen with my granny. And um, there was one in particular client who said to me, you know, do you know what I really remember was making the little leaves on the pastry for the apple tart. Oh, yeah. Straight away. That's a much more, I can see it in my yes, head when I'm yeah. listening to it. Rather than saying, oh, I was just interested in it when I was younger. Of course. Now yeah. I'm picturing the young girl in the kitchen with her granny passing down and helping her granny make the little leaves. Yeah. And that's where it started. So it's just more interesting. It's more, yeah. I can, and, re- I, and more relatable as well. Yes. Yeah. You know, people, people would relate to that kind of, that kind of memory. Yeah. So when I say to people, you know, it's funny, you, you, you talk to people that don't think they could do it. And I say, look. You, they'll put you at ease. I know I'll brief the producer or whatever as best possible with your key messages. You go on there and you say, you know, this you know, this is my memory of when I was cooking, but then say, you know, so now I have um developed the flavor. So it took me XYZ months to get it there. And I've worked with this other food producer and we've collaborated, and you're able to say all this or you talk about mm. it, and then you say, um, and it's available on our website, or anyone can get in touch with us or follow our story on Instagram so you're able to get those key objectives in during the interview you're not just telling your story you're actually there for a purpose yes yes to get people to understand it. yeah and you know if you can manage to get your website in you know <laughs> you can joke at the end of an interview and go don't forget to log on to my website you know because generally they don't want you to do an ad you know so yeah you be careful you've to kind of dance with that when you're doing a media interview so that you get all your key points in but you don't make it too selly it's interesting yeah. to the reader. Uh, and that's what I love about my job and listening to everyone's story because everyone does have a story. So my job is to put that in a way that you go, do you know what? That would be really interesting for this journalist, knowing what journalist I know would like that story or would find it interesting. And um, some won't and some will. And Vivian, say if, if you know, uh, Obviously, GS1 Ireland, we have a whole range of businesses that would be members. Um, huge proportion of them would be food, would be healthcare, construction, all kinds of businesses. If somebody was kind of 
contacting you and looking for a little bit of help around their PR, their communications, what way do you work with clients usually? There's a couple of things I do. Well, I just actually, I might mention my work. Um, I work with other partners. So for example, I work with um, Blossom Heron, first of all, mm. the Irish Food Awards. You'll be familiar with them. Vanilla. Yes. So, <laughs> Um, Blasser, the amazing family. So Artie and uh, Fallon there. Um, Fallon is just, they're just a brilliant um, organization. And I, as part of the Blast team, I've been so lucky to work with them, so grateful to work with them and such amazing food, meeting so many amazing food and drink producers and people in the industry. And I help with the coordination of the Backyard of Blast, which is a really, um, it's a um, an area where people can come in for the awards so the finalists and um chefs and buyers and you're all in the a conversational panel talking about issues of the day or trends and sharing ideas and then everyone can have coffee this coffee machine at the back um and you just come in and have the chats and that's where a lot of networking happens but they also for for all finalists they which is exclusive to all finalists they offer a package um of mentoring. So I'm one of the mentors. Mm. So I, I help um, finalists who want to avail of that with their PR strategy. So three sessions where we go through everything and look at developing their communication strategy. So they're able to do it themselves or when they are hiring a PR consultant, they know what to ask for. Mm. And then they would also have like social media digital experts they would have packaging experts on the panel they have business development experts or changes it depends what people are looking for and they ask yeah. their members so I do that as part of my work I also mentioned trained in I work with them similar to that taste for success so that kind of um where I mentor clients and um where they can avail of these supports I would urge anyone out there to go out there and seek what's available that way mm. alternatively they can get in touch with me on my website um and yeah I do I offer it depends what they look for what their needs are yeah so perhaps it is just a session a workshop um and we go through everything that they're trying to figure out do they need pure do they want pure have they got the capacity to be pure what's their budget and I can guide them on that we can do a workshop together um or you know Maybe they do want to do PR and they want to work with me and we look at a program and mm. a proposal. So that's really, there's all different avenues that I work with or work in, but I'm always trying to support this the as best I can, the, the local, this, 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 I suppose the smaller business, understanding that they don't really have the budget. So I have other clients as well that I work with and I mentor and I train. And, but yeah, I'm very passionate about helping them, empowering the business owner to do themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So so many times I hear a person said, oh, I spent 5,000 on X and I just didn't get anything out of it. And I'd say, what was the brief? And they'd say they didn't have one. It's like, oh my God, (laughs) how did you spend 5,000 and you didn't have a brief? How did that, you know, how did that work? You know, so I like to kind of go through the brief with them. What are you looking for? Are you, you know, what's probably handy is like, what are the things that people can look at? What are, you know, what are the times you can talk to media or do a few mm. more things? And that could be like, maybe you're developing a product or an innovation. Maybe you've revamped the premises. You've got um, more staff in a business sense, maybe more staff. You're employing 40 new um, members of staff or 10, whatever it is. Um, maybe there's um, award wins. Maybe you won Blast and Heron mm. Gold or whichever award you have won. Um, 
maybe there's something with sustainability that you've introduced into your business. So now you can talk to media in the sustainability side of things, but also the food to let them know what you're up to. Yeah. Um, So it's kind of looking for those, maybe those opportunities or developments in your business to to then use that as a kind of a stepping stone to talking to the media. It's yeah. Look, it's, you have to have something to talk about. You can't mm. just go out to media and go, "Hey, I'm here. I have a really great story." <laughs> you know, like as much as that is brilliant, telling your story will help that why you're there. Mm. Right. So, but you would go um, to like I'll give an example: the Vermouth, the Valencia Vermouth. Yes. In, yeah. yeah. Right. Amazing so, women. Amazing, and the product tastes amazing, and the proof is in the pudding because they won. I think one of the best in the world. Did yes, they, they did. They won best vermouth. Yeah, uh, in a global award. Yeah, amazing. yeah. So now they have something to talk about mm. as well. So when they won that, that's something to talk about. One of the best in the world. So, but then telling their story with that, so they're able to. Yeah. Go, you're able to go with that news. You know, established only recently. It's not even a year old. Um, other things like if you're collaborating, clothes do that really well. You ever see that at Christmas where they're, you know, they, yeah. they up with Guinness this they, Christmas. They did, yeah, Guinness, yeah. Guinness crisps. Yeah, and the scullery in Tiberi, I think, is it Tiberi? Um, she is also joined forces with Guinness to do a, one of her condiments. Um, do you know the scullery? Yeah, I do. So they yeah. have the pudding and um, the Christmas pudding. Oh, it's gorgeous. Um you know, that's another idea where you're collaborating. You know, a lot of local producers, it's a good idea to get together and see what you can work together. Maybe there's um foods that go well together, cheeses and wines, you know, um yeah, Wicklaway wines and all that. Maybe there's something to do with, you know, local cheeses in the area or get a forager in the area to forage. You know, I don't know what that is, but yeah, you're looking for those maybe something different that you haven't thought of. Yeah. collaborating with other local producers that kind yeah. of thing. yeah and being able to go out with something newsy around a time that's relevant so like you know Christmas Halloween all the key times Easter Valentine's Day you know and then you have the awareness days you know World Kindness Day World Bee Day if you're in honey you producer you know it's like the, the usual ones but then maybe there's clever ones there's a World Sandwich Day I think or not <laughs> I think day. they have one for for everything for every now, day so yeah yeah you don't want to go OTT but like you know I just think um there's there's for PR I mean I hope that has helped explain what PR is it's really kind of, um about talking to your publics right so yeah. you're going to talk to a business journalist different to how you talk to a consumer journalist so your mm. consumers going to be interested in the product um what's how it tastes like you know what I can eat it with the recipe for it you know if you've got yeah. recipes that's good whereas business journalist wants to know about your expansion plans or if you're developing when did you start how did you start where did the finances come from you know I'm just giving some ideas yeah so you now talk differently So, okay. So say if a business has, they've had to think about their own story, they've reflected, they've maybe put something together. Maybe they've identified an opportunity, whether it's a new product or whether it's um, a time of the year, Valentine's Day or whatever. What do they do then? How do do you approach the media? Because lots of people wouldn't even really understand how to do that. Do you just send an email? Hello, I'm here. (laughs) Who do you approach and, and, and how? Okay, so 
Well, if you have the luxury of a PR consultant, that's brilliant because <laughs> they'll do that for you and sign up. But yeah, failing that, right? It, they're, to be honest, it's all about, again, down to knowing your audience. Okay. So mm. knowing your media. So first and foremost, with your product, clearly, I would always start doing a um, situation analysis with the, with the client. So, you know, that involves research. So who's your, who's your customer? Right. Are they in their 20s and their 30s? Are they older? Are they healthy into health conscious or are they, you know, fitness fanatics or, you know, are they young families? They want to feed their children. Who are they? Mm. Then I want to know where they are. So are they on Instagram? Are they on Facebook? Are they on TikTok? Are they reading Woman's Way? Are they reading the RT Guide? Are they reading the Irish Independent Weekend Supplement? Mm. Are they reading Food and Wine Magazine with the Sunday Times or Sunday Business mm. Post? So once you know your audience and you know where they are, you know, as best you can, mm. you then find out you always, you, I would urge anyone out there listening, if you are listening still, <laughs> uh, um, look up, if you have a Twitter account or social media account, the relevant media, the relevant food journalists, if you're a food yeah. and drink producer, um, or if you're in a different sector, different products. And, you know, I'm just going to say food for now. So like the likes of D-Laff and Ali Dunworth. Ali Dunworth has a lovely piece in The Independent today, actually, with the chef and, you know, looking at own label brands and all that. So it's a little, little piece about the different food that they like to take home to their, their a chef talking about what he brings home um, to his table. Um, and then you have Katie McGuinness. She writes for the Sunday Times and lots of other um, outlets. And then you have Mary Claire Digby, the Irish mm. Times. You know, so I'd be looking at them and seeing how they, do they fit what I do, what I sell? Mm. Um, would they be interested in my story? Mary Claire Digby loves Irish produce, produce and, you know, the authentic story and everything like that. So Lucinda O'Sullivan had a fantastic um, column during COVID where it was Foodies Fight Back. When you look up hashtag Foodies Fight Back, that's yeah. Lucinda O'Sullivan's column. Okay. Uh, I don't think it's happening now, but she used to interview four people from different SKUs. So from the hospitality industry, maybe a cafe owner, food producer, drink producer. Really interesting. So she kept that going. She kept flying the flag for mm. Irish producers while people were frantically getting online and trying to sell their wares there. And it really helped. Those, those kind of um, columns really helped. So once you know where they are, sometimes they have their address on their Twitter handle or, you know, through the yeah. social media email them this is the part that you know you they get hundreds of emails a day right mm. so what makes you stand out so have a clear heading so maybe you've launched something new um you've a new flavor um your you've award-winning products or you're collaborating with another well-known brand whatever that is okay for a limited edition um and then it's the who, what, where, when, why, how in your first paragraph, right? So yeah. you know yourself when you read a newspaper article, you only skim, like you take on board the first few paragraphs, let's say, and then you're kind of just like, mm. whether or not, you know a good article when you read to the very end, mm. but you know the interest is at the very beginning. So that's what you're trying to say. So who you are, what you've done. So you've won an award, where, when, how, right? For whatever your product. So when it says how, like for your products, whatever the product mm. was. Um, and the date and all that. Make sure the 
press release date. This is a press release, sorry, um, news release, we'll call it. And you have your date of when it was issued. Um, don't have it too long. Just like, you know, all the facts, little quote from you or wh- whoever is the award winning, you know, whatever they've said about your product, how it won, you know, why it won. Maybe it was a consumer choice award, you know, or yeah. it was certain credentials. And then where it can be found, you know, supervised across the country or online, whatever you want to say, um, all major retail stores nationwide, or you could say select few, go to our website to see where it's available. All your contact details then at the end, um, you know, how they can contact you. So your mobile number, your email address, but only put that there and do be able to be, be responsive if you get that call. The next part I'm going to say is really important. (laughs) I don't know this. I, I'll try and do this without going on a total rant, but <laughs> image. Okay. So a really high quality image. Yeah. Okay. Now, straight away, I can, there's a drop off. Loads of the next, but like, I don't have money for, you know, images or photographer or whatever. I get that. Yeah. But for media, my advice to anyone out there is if you can and seek it, if you can get support with this, Hire um, a professional photographer to take lifestyle images of your product or your service, Mm. whatever it is, and have lifestyle shots where there's a person in it or, you know, if it's something you have at family time or if it's um, with the couple or, you know, if it's pizza, you know, think of what the product is and make sure your branding is aligned to your colors. So down to like some bigger clients would have stylists at the shoot, you know, Mm. but I'm imagining maybe that isn't the case for a lot of people. So remember little subtle touches, like the color of the tablecloth, just to make it all kind of marry with your colors of your brand. And it just gives it that little edge and subtle. And then you have the actual brand shot that's used for trade publications. So that's where you're going into the likes of shelf life or retail news or checkout. And you're giving the product information where it's like, the SKUs of the products, the retailers, you know, that are selling it now and yeah. to get in touch with the distributor to find out more. That's factual and all that stuff. It's, you don't yeah. really need to, it's, it's more, um, that's where you do the trade shot. So yeah. that's like you show the pack. doesn't need to have a person in the picture. So for PR, yeah, more lifestyle. And so you can see the product being consumed or it's in a lovely recipe or, you know, that's another thing you, you maybe you get on board um, a chef or a person, an influencer nearby that, you know, that has good audience that matches your audience. You have the same kind of vibe. So you work together and they prepare three ingredients to using your product and they show it and then you get nice yeah. pictures of it. So, or also it works. You need to have good quality images if you're, you're going to give away a competition of a hamper. So again, mm. would you enter competition unless the image looks really nice and, you know, yeah. relevant to the theme? So, and while you're there, while you have a professional photographer, get your headshots done so you can use that for a business story if anybody wants to use it, you know. Or me, really, mm. I love the way Irish Country Living, those images that um, they do there in the magazine, you know, with the Irish Farmer Journal on a Thursday. Have a look, take Get a read of these supplements and you yeah. know, pick them up. Familiarize yourself with the journalists and the columns and how they look. Sometimes if the story is good enough, they'll send out a photographer to go with their piece. Yeah. Which is brilliant then because you know you're going to get a good shot and you're going to get a good piece. But more and often, if you're talking about a new product, you're going to go to 
a food column and you're going to show the product and you're going to send the little information to the journalist. Okay. If you a good image, it's going to help you more. That's that's amazing advice. Great advice. Um, and I think some, that would be very helpful to a lot of people who might not know anything about how, how, how the media works and how these stories kind of end up being made. Um, another thing that I've seen in, on Twitter is journalists reaching out directly on Twitter and looking for stories and yeah. hashtag journo requests. And I noticed that um, Connor Pope does uh, kind of a list every Christmas of all kinds of different Irish online businesses. And he kind of usually looks for um, suggestions around November time or whatever. So that's another kind of yeah. one to look out for, for sure. Yeah, you know, barbecue season, you know, I think, was it Aoife Carrigy, oh God, or Ali Dunworth, I can't remember. And I know it was equally brilliant. All the food writers are brilliant in Ireland. Um, but they did barbecuing their, their actually at Christmas, one of them barbecued their turkey. So, oh, wow. <laughs> and they did a shout out. Yeah, so something different. You see now, that's interesting. It's something new and it's a clever idea to get people to interested in what yeah. they're going to say. So they got some brands that that would be relevant to. And the thing is, yeah, so coming up to summer, you're going to see a lot of people going, um, any recommendations for meat for the barbecue or um, where do you source your whatever it is for your barbecue? So yeah. you'll see the likes of Katie McGuinness or um, D Laffin. Or, D Laffin actually is one that has a slot on Ireland AM. So again, if coming up to Christmas, she put out a call going, any subscription gifts this year? Yeah. I work with a client that has a subscription gift. Sinead Ryan, who is the consumer journalist of the Irish Independent um, and Sunday Independent, she also puts out, like Connor Pope, anyone got subscription gifts or anyone? Yes, yeah, those questions. You're so right, Fanula. Like, and that for me is when you're looking at your media, who to follow, you'll start to see that. And it's where mm. you can join in the conversation and say, we have, we've actually got a new flavor, right? We've actually, we're actually, you know, have you tried this with this? Or, you know, mm. I do you know what recently um, there was a lovely piece. Do people if people for shows to watch on TV, I really enjoy Ear to the Ground. I don't know if yeah. you watch that. And I really love the stories they tell, especially when it's a food producer. Now, in the past, these are actually people I've met through Bloss. But we had Bo Rua, the cheesemaker, um, Nora, Norma down there and her husband. And um, it was a beautiful little piece. She beautiful piece she did. It was a beautifully shot about her production of cheese. But also recently, there was Tullahay Farm in Tipperary about yeah. her way soft drinks. Again, I, it, that's all telling their story and knowing that if you have a story like that and you're on the land, you're working the farm, or you've introduced something um, like that, like Rosemary from Tullahay Farm did, get in touch with those shows. Find out mm. when the credits go up, who's the producer, you know? Yeah. And, you know, just say, look, this is a bit about me um, you know, I'd really appreciate if you consider, you know, my story to feature, you know, on your program. Yeah. If you can tell your story really well, but not too long. And Wendy, just succinctly and, you know, mm. let them. And, and be brave as well. I think it requires yeah. a little bit of bravery to kind of yeah. push yourself out there. Yeah. 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 And I said that, that I work with us before about media training. Like if you don't feel confident, why not do it? If you feel you know, a lot of food producers, you know, to have a TV or a radio interview, that's a big thing, right? So normally it is going to be just ticking along. And how do you keep your 
sales going, right? So back to old school in the pub at the end of the day to my family business, right? You know, you're not going to have high fluting PR plans or anything mm. like that. It's a small local business. How do you get bums on seats? Really, mm. that's what business owners want. I know that you're dealing with staff issues, especially around COVID when people were getting tested positive and it really knocked out the staff who was online. Yeah. Um, you're dealing with insurance costs, you're dealing with security, you're dealing with everything else. And then you're having asked and you have to promote <laughs> promoting <laughs> your product or whatever. And you're just thinking like, there's not enough hours in the day. So it's back to that where, you know, keep it simple. And you're in, you're, you've got all these, you're juggling all these things. But at the end of the day, whether it's you're trying to reach out to a journalist to tell your story in the media and like a print publication or a broadcast publication, you can, you're also communicating with your audience that you have there. So, you know, you're, whether you should be on social media, I'm going to say that now, people must be on social media in this day and age um, in some shape or form, whether that's one channel, two channels, whatever you feel most comfortable. And there you can promote your, business and you know it's been clever and again it's setting your objectives what you want to get across it so if you're doing a social media plan like they're all big words but really all it is is right I want to talk about um what I can use this product with if you're trying to sell a particular line of product or um particular product or a service talk about that in your social media not too much there's an 80 20 mm. rule 80% is like editorial, fun, you know, competitions, polls, whatever. 20% is the selling message, mm. you know, like buy now, whatever. So you're just giving tips of what you can use that product with. You're showing them recipes. You're giving away competitions. You're letting them know. In our case, in the pub, in the pub case, it's like, you know, special today. Don't be posting at 1 p.m. for the lunch special. Tech te- Post it earlier in the day when people are making the decisions for lunch. Yeah. 11. And for the week, our special this week, really juicy f- picture of a burger, juicy burger, yeah. you know, tagging the Irish produce that you've used in that burger. They're the clever ways that you can promote your business, the food that you do or the products that you sell and that you're engaging with your audiences. I know it's social media, P- social media is part of your PR plan, your communications plan. So, mm. you know, compliments. If you are doing ads, your PR story can complement them. So yeah. the ad will be shown or heard on radio, but the story will be told in the newspaper, the magazine, the yeah. radio show. So that's how it all works together. It enhances it. Great. So loads of great tips there. And I think food for thought for lots of uh, um, businesses. If if somebody would like is listening and would like to get in touch with you, Vivian, I would like to work with you um, on a project. How can they get in touch? I um you can email me on info at viviangleason.ie and the Vivian is B-I-V-I-E-N-N-E, two of everything, <laughs> one of me. Um and look, I am on social media, more so Twitter. Um I do have Instagram, but um um my Twitter address is at Viv underscore Gleason. So thank you so much for coming on today, Vivian, and for sharing all those tips and tricks with us. Thanks so much, Vanilla. Um, I just think, can I just say something to everyone who's listening? Sure. Um, if they're still listening, as I said. <laughs> I just think food, everyone in everyone running a business, it's such a hard slog. And mm. this, particularly in the last two years and the clients that I work with, I am in awe how they 
do what they do. So, yeah. you know, a lot of people, you know, when I go in and say I'm a pure person, they're like, oh, I have no time. I understand that. I yes. absolutely understand the pressure, the um, responsibilities. So I just think everyone deserves to just themselves in the back and say we got yeah, through it particularly yeah. after the last two years been been yeah. so stressful for so many businesses yeah, yeah for sure I agree with so, you well done to um, everyone <laughs> thanks a million for coming on Vivian okay thanks Vanilla take care bye Thank you to our contributor today, to communications consultant Vivian Gleeson. Today's episode of Scan Talk by GS1 Ireland was presented and produced by me, Fanil Malone. You can subscribe to Scan Talk on Apple, Google, Acast, Spotify, or on our website, gs1ie.org forward slash podcast. Talk to you next time.